Hello everyone and welcome down to episode number 23 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, and my very good friend, who is now doing one less episode than me, it's Cam Blake. Welcome back, Cam. G'day, friends. Yeah, I am. I've, I've let the team down for a week. You are you... You're like one of those footballers that goes through like the whole season uninjured. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. But wasn't it great? Um, I know you've now caught up with the episode of last week with Ash Hughes. Um, I have, yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you, Ash, for filling in the seat. Um, the, feet, the seat, the seat, the seat felt a little bit harder to get back into. I felt a bit of pressure. He, he did a, a, an amazing job, and um, I actually one of the first things I did when I got off my trip, uh, we had a four-hour drive just back from Strawn on the west coast. I'm like, oh, what am I going to listen to some music? Because everybody, well, by that time, everyone's sort of over each other. And um, <laughs> like I'll listen to me. I'm like, hang on a sec. I've got an episode of the Down South Photo Show I can listen to. There's an hour, yeah. and so I downloaded you and Ash and uh, had it on. Listened at it. I actually had. A, I'm hoping our listeners have as much chuckles that I had of your episode with Ash than they do with ours because I was yeah. I was chuckling. I was chuckling along the whole way. It was really good. Was good, good yeah, no, he was, he was very good value, and I knew he would be. Um, knows his craft really well. Even for a relative newcomer to the to the game, um, yeah. there's obviously something there though that mm. you know that, that got him got him up and running early days, and he's uh, yeah. no, he's really good. Um, uh, as I say, more than just a customer for me. Happy to call him a mate of mine, and uh, he yeah. did an awesome job. We had some really good feedback as well from listeners, so thank you to everyone yeah. who who listened in, commented, subscribed, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. The, well, uh, we, we, we do we do have a, another box below us available. I don't know. Maybe maybe true. Ash maybe Ash <laughs> could be you know a, a bit more of a regular guest or I, we can introduce I can, guests or yeah. Look, I can see Ash coming back uh, at some point. You know, if we can afford him. Uh, yeah, the guy's right. going places. Based based on our salary cap with us two, I'm sure there's nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't exactly. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Um, so my week, <laughs> we, we're gonna. This episode is going to be focused a fair bit on our friend in Tasmania there because our friend in Tasmania has just had quite the adventure. So we're going to be dissecting his week uh, shortly. Um, yep. As far as what I've had going on, um, camera and photo wise, it is starting to. Look a lot like Christmas. It's getting pretty crazy, um, which is great. We love it. Yep. Like the last couple yep. of years have been absolutely terrible. So we're looking to does claw that, back a bit of that. Does that mean you're getting a lot of fat people with beards coming in? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. Moving on. No, no, <laughs> not he, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes on the 24th. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been receiving a lot of stock. And um, I just thought I'd mention here that yesterday... I received uh, two pellets of frames totaling 840 kilograms, which equated to something like 740 frames arrived is yesterday. From, is that from our mate? That is that from our friends at Profile, and I'm happy to, to drop their name here because um, I Sp- use and sponsor. Potential sponsor. Hi, Vince. Uh, you know. <laughs> who, uh, yeah, no. So I, the reason I use Profile for my frames is they are authentically and genuinely Australian-made. Mm, what? They're good. I you know. can actually get Australian-made frames still? Yes, you can. And from Profile, Shock they are horrors. awesome. And I know yeah. that you've been using Profile frames at your gallery as well. I have one right here, and uh, I did some printing today from my trip. And I'm just about tomorrow, I'm going to frame up a couple of shots from the trip. Ready to go. So 
well, yeah. If, 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 there's a, if there's a mark of how good profile are, 740 frames, zero breakages. That's not bad from Sydney. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 They'll package very, very well. They looked after me there. Um, yeah. We've also exactly. been obviously receiving all the other stock that we need, canvas and papers and inks and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we're not seeing a lot of is hardware in terms of cameras and lenses and things because Ooh, there ain't none, that. folks. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's, uh, is that a, is that that's obviously a COVID related thing? Like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Manufacturing yeah. just dropped down and stuff. Yeah, so manufacturing took a massive hit, and of course you've got to understand, um, you know, when 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 you're putting a camera together, for example, let's 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 pluck a brand. Let's let's say Canon. So the Canon factory, they don't manufacture every single part. They obviously no. have a supply network. And all they need is one of those factories to shut down yep. for seven weeks, which actually happened. And yep. all of a sudden, they don't have one particular printed circuit board or they don't have one particular grommet that fits on a thingy that yep. makes the thing yep. weatherproof. And they can't make the yep. camera. And it stops. Yep. And I know that the photo- photographic industry is only one small industry, but it, and, and it's happened across all industries worldwide. But yeah. uh, it just seems like it's been a bit of a perfect storm for the photographic industry. And this year in particular, yeah. I haven't seen this level of um, stuff on back order this early ever. Yep. Um, no. we're, we're talking, like I had a guy order a Nikon camera from me three days ago. We got the call from Nikon today that he will see it in March. March. And March. And, and nothing they can do about it if he wants... No. If he wants that camera, he's just going to have to wait. And unfortunately, it's just the way of the world at the moment. So it's going to put a fair bit of pressure on uh, retailers who traditionally rely on the Christmas and in particular Boxing Day sales and this this new thing of Black Friday sales and click click frenzies and all this sort of stuff, which I don't get involved in. But it's it's hard to sell stuff if you ain't got it. Lucky for you, though, you went and bought an iPhone. So you're set for a camera for at least the next 12 months when they bring the new one out. I'm Twelve, six months, isn't it? Six months. Okay. The battery runs out after twelve months, doesn't it? That's right. Built-in obsolescence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm fine. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Know. Yeah. But uh, seven, look, seven, seven minutes in, and I've given you shit about. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's so <laughs> so that camera phone has given us so much fodder. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, well, I've got, I've got a funny story about iPhones as we get through this episode. Good. No, this is this is good. I like it. So anyway, yeah, uh, lots happening. Um, mm. My workshops came back, which I mentioned uh, with Ash, and um, yes. they've been really popular. I've now sold Excellent. out uh, three workshops. I've got one tomorrow Perfect. night, and then I've got another one on Monday night, and then I'm pulling the pin on those until January for obvious awesome. reasons because we're going to get really, really busy. So, mm. uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, but enough about awesome. me. Enough about mm. me. Um, You're busy. I would I would like you, Cameron, to tell me and the people at home watching about your background. That looks awesome. Uh, oh yeah, my background is uh, a shot that we I actually almost took this from my sleeping bag. Would you believe? Oh wow! Um, so my background is for those who are on non-visual medium. Uh, it is a red boat sitting by this side of the Franklin River, and it's got a waterfall. And the river in the background—it's a beautiful sort of. I think they're limestone cliffs or something's going on in the background. Um, I think they're called Shower Falls, uh, and that's about five days down the river, five six days down the river. Um, so yeah, that's uh, and it's all overhanging caves and rock formations and things like that. So you actually camp under rocks and caves, and um, yeah, this is uh, taken from our camp. So we 
just before we set off for our last day, we made really good tracks on the last day and got out to the finish line in record time because we had record water <laughs> coming behind us. It was a, it was a wet trip. So yeah, awesome. so that, that was, um, that's where that shot was taken. Yeah. Um, so you literally each night would camp up like that. You just pull the boat off to the side and yep. you literally sleep right by the river. Yep. So the eight day trip uh, pretty much consists of eight days of you being probably no further than 20 metres from that river. Uh, you're either in it or you're either sleeping about 20 metres, 50 metres off the bank, if that. Um, so along the way, there's a lot of different campsites and a lot of different sort of uh, setups. So the first night we're in a big overhang sort of camp like this one. The next night we're in a bit of a foresty spot. Uh, after that, we're in another forestry spot and then uh, more caves and a few things like that. So the the river changes. There's an upper, a middle and a lower Franklin and, and the dynamics of the river and the surrounds change a lot. So, But yeah, every day you're on the river, you listen. It's, it's really weird. You come back from a trip like this and for a good two or three days after, I can still hear the river in my head. Oh, it's yeah, exactly just that what noise. I was going to ask you, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are wondering as well, when you camped like literally, and it's a, to me, it looks like a pretty fast-flowing river, so you've got rapids and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Does it just become white noise and it's just it's yeah. just there? You, you, yeah, you just get used yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and where, where this background shot is uh, at Newlands Cascade. So anyone that knows the, the super famous Rock Island Bend shot from Pitted on Broscus, it's just up the river that way, 400 metres. So this is just after that. Um, and, yeah, it just becomes white noise in the background the whole time. Um, this night, though, we I had a really rough night's sleep here. Not, not only did I you know, pick probably the one of the worst platforms of rock to sleep on. I thought, that looks pretty good. I'll sleep there. No, it was crap. Uh, everyone else everyone else is snoring. But I woke up a few times to one of our guides, Johnny, with his head torch walking around where the boat is checking the water level. Uh, that boat ended up getting moved higher. Uh, the water level came up and up and up and up uh, to the point where I sat up from about 4 o'clock that morning just watching. I'm like... When do I have to get out of my sleeping bag and move to higher ground? Because it's going up real quick. Um, but thankfully, uh, the river didn't get any higher than that sort of point. All right. Well, um, yeah. that, that's that's pretty cool. And and look, this is a, a, a photography uh, podcast. We know that. But um, the logistics get me. Like this, this looks really cool. Um, and of course, the, the the number one question is how do you keep your gear dry? Uh, well, n- number one question and the number one, number one answer is we use uh, Pelican cases. Yep. Um, so we buy, I think we use the 1450 and the 1400 Pelican cases. So they're, you know, so big enough for an SLR and a lens and memory cards and batteries. Um, they get strapped into the boat in what's called a thought bag, uh, which sits in the little front crevices where people are paddling. Um, so they're relatively dry most of the trip, but with inside a bag that's semi sort of waterproof inside a box that's sort of waterproof, um, they go okay. But the, the one thing I find uh, is a bit of a trouble, a bit of a problem on this trip is that sometimes when you open the box up or it's been sitting in the sun or there's a bit of moisture, a bit of air difference and, and moisture difference from the outside air to the box air. So sometimes you just got to leave the box open for 10 minutes, let it acclimatize and then you're right to go. But uh, we had four boxes of cameras and not one of them got wet. Uh, those little red boats did go upside down a couple of times in rapids and sat there for a while upside down in rapids and the boxes were good. So uh, another so the boxes are strapped strapped in as well. They're locked into the bags that are strapped into the boats. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so another shout out to Pelican Cases. They they do what they say they do. They're they're pretty. They are pretty bomb proof. And 
there was a few instances where those boxes were um, under threat. Um, but when we get to the big, big rapids, we actually take those boxes out. So we walk some of the gear around the big rapids and they just line the boats through with minimal gear on them. So, you know, 60% of the time, the, the boxes are in our hands as we walk down the, the shoreline to the other side of the rapid and then we hand them back and they hand it back in. So, um, but they have sat phones and all those kind of things on these boats loaded in Pelican cases and they leave them on there the whole time pretty much. So that's crazy. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, that, that's really cool. So um, in terms also of logistics, um, how many hours a day roughly are you paddling or heading on the boat? Uh, it all, it, it, everything depends on this water level with this river. Um, so I've done trips where it was really low water level and we, we took a long time each day to get to each camp. Um, for example, the last day here, we left here for the last day, we covered 34 kilometres in probably five hours. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's um, good. And 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 we didn't paddle much. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. it was getting it was pushing us down the river quite quickly. So, uh, but on average on this trip, uh, I think the longest day we did was that last day, which was about five hours. Every other day was sort of half days, four hours, three hours. Get to camp, set up, relax, have some to eat, chill out. Uh, we had a rest day. Uh, day two, day two and three, or day three was a rest day. Uh, mainly because we had snow on the hills and torrential rain, and there's no point getting in a raft for that. So uh, there's a there's there's time to sort of have a bit of a break and and re-strategize how they want to get down the river. But on average, yeah, you you're a couple of hours, two to three, sometimes four hours in the boat, depending on the water level. And you're starting um, you're starting at like fairly early each day. Not not super early. Uh, I think on average we probably left about ten o'clock every morning. Get up, have breakfast, pack everything up. Uh, get the boats loaded, get ready, get in your wetsuits, and away we went. Uh, and mo most of the time spent each day is mainly getting the rafts around the really non-passable rapids. Yep. Like there is some major, major rapids on this river, which you just don't go down because it's just death city. Yep. So what, as I said before, they take all the gear off. We walk a lot of the gear around to the other side and, and then we reload. So that takes time. Um, and the, the guides and the guys in charge, they, they, take a, you know, they definitely take their time uh, making sure everything's safe, making sure we're all safe, making sure the boats get lined through properly. Uh, they're they're uh, just, I, I wish I could explain in, in better words how good these guides are. Um, they are just incredible human beings about yeah. how they skip around these rocks, how they line things through, how they help you in a boat or out of a boat, uh, how they cook, they do all the cooking, they do all the setting up, most of it and stuff. It's, um, it's bloody impressive. Um, and we had three of the best on this trip. It was incredible. That's great. And so mm. uh, this trip, you had uh, three boats? Uh, we had three boats on this trip. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So when you are, um, so of a morning, for example, clearly like you're going to be awake pretty early because the, mm. the noise of the river and all that sort of stuff. Um, yep. Were you taking that time to take photos? Like in your, your sort of scouting locations and taking photos as you, as you went? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So what we did every day when we rocked up, uh, you set up your little tarp and your, your sleeping quarters and they get all the kitchen and stuff ready. But then it's a bit of free time. So we had probably a good two or three hours every day, if not more, up to sunset to scout where we were. And I know there's, I know most of the spots along there where we can take nice shots. In the morning, uh, depending on what time we were leaving, if you're up early enough, uh, Steve, one of my guests, he was a bit of an uh, early riser. He was up before dawn every day taking photos. So the rest of us were snoring. He was out taking photos. He was happy doing that. Um, so yeah, yeah to, it was, just it, to that to that extent as well, because I, I would understand that safety is number one. Safety is paramount on this yeah. kind of trip. 
Sure um, is. Would you tell your clients like there's a certain distance away that they could go or they couldn't yeah. go? Yeah, there's certain spots where um, if, if, for example, uh, there's a spot called the Arenibus, which is a really beautiful sort of chasm where the river runs through, but it's got cliffs that overlook it and we'll, we're pretty adamant, you know, we don't go out there on our own, take someone with you. Uh, probably a good idea to put your life jacket back on, even if you're not in your wetsuit, just to go there, stay away from the edge. But yeah, we, we set some pretty strong parameters as do the guides as to where and when we can sort of shoot and where we want to go on our own. Um, so yeah, we, we keep a pretty tight uh, ship on that because it is, you know, th this river was in flood for at least the majority of this trip and you fall in there, you, you know, without a life jacket, you're gone. It's uh, you're, you're out of sight, out of mind down the river. Um, so yeah, we certainly play that. We have a very big safety briefing beforehand and we just keep reminding everyone that, yep, yeah, it's fine if you want to go on your own, but tell us where you're going to be, stay away from the edge. Uh, and most of the time I'd get up or someone else would go with them anyway. So. Yeah. So again, from a photographic point of view, in particular, because you, you had guests and, and essentially this is a workshop, right? Um, yeah. Do you, again, do you structure your days or is it, are you really, are you really doing it on the fly because you're not exactly sure what kind of location you're going to be in each day? Yeah. So I, I, I class these as a photo tour. I don't class them as necessarily a workshop, even though we do have a lot of talking and instruction along the way. But I, I, I class these as a photo tour. So it's more about me helping them get to the right spots and seeing the right shots and yeah. setting them up and, and just being there to answer any questions. So um, each day, and this thing, like, you know, you could say, look, today we're taking off and we're going to travel five hours, but we don't know where that five hours is going to get us. So you don't really know which campsite you're going to be at each night. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a mystery as we go along. Um, so... But that's pretty um, cool. We, like I, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that there is a little bit of mystery about it, yeah, uh, and a little yeah. bit of unpredictability because I think that actually helps with your yep. photography as well. So you know, it's yeah, not it going to be the same all the way. So yeah, and, and every every camp was a hundred percent different. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And and did you ever yeah. did you find either you yourself or your clients would you know, want to make an unscheduled stop because they saw something awesome and you just couldn't? Because obviously yeah. you're, you're oh, at the yeah. mercy of the river and, and obviously yeah. you're in the hands of the guides. Well, that's where we come That's where we come back to using the greatest camera ever made. Yes, there you go, see? So, uh -huh. yes, there, there was you're, many... You're looking many... at me on one right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, um, there, there was many, many, many times along the river where we're like, oh, can we not... We can't stop there. We've got to keep going. Yeah, there, I bet. There... there there is photo opportunities. I, I kid you not, probably every hundred meters on this river. Yeah. Um, there is also, um, you know, each location. And and Steve, I'll mention again, lovely guy from the north of Tassie. Um, you could sort of see him and a few others struggling a little bit in the first couple of days. Like, okay, well, I've got I've got a relatively small part of this river to spend the night at. Like, what am I meant to shoot? Like, okay, well, there's this here, that's there, but it really took them out of their comfort zone as landscape photographers. It wasn't all about, hey, there's a nice big landscape, let's just go shoot it. It was like intricate details of hue and pine with water droplets or, you know, river currents with foam that you could do long exposures with or, you know, even just taking shots of us in the landscape. So the, the guides cooking with steam coming off the stove with this beautiful forest background. Like, there's all these different things you get, the red boats contrasting against the green forest like so it really made them think and, and for the first day or two i could see their heads going okay this is not maybe what i expected to sort of get and i'm sort of struggling because all i usually think of is this big landscapes like you know you've got behind you there yeah 
Um, so it puts it puts people on a different level. And by the end of it, like they were shooting everything, like yeah. intricate details, fungi, uh, little swirly eddies in the water, uh, ropes off the boat that look really cool. Like they they started taking heaps and heaps of shots in the in the sort of the last half of the trip which was great yeah it's become a bit of a catch cry of the down south photo show and that's the the landscape within the landscape um yeah yeah and and you know that comes down to uh, lens choice lenses you've got with you and that sort of stuff and it sounds like you're able to give these clients an experience where they're actually using every inch of their lens so every you know from ultra you know every millimeter i suppose of their lens so from ultra wide angle down to you know 300 mil zoom sort of stuff yeah yeah and like there was certain things that uh either of any of us picked up like there was some of those guys picked up something like oh that's a cool shot i didn't even i didn't even see that and vice versa there the first night we we're in sort of overhanging caves and i was looking at i was lying in my, my little mattress my sleeping bag and just watching the river go across and across the the other side of the river was like this sandstone wall and it just had this, I don't even know what kind of tree it was, but it was just this really light gray tree against this sort of yellowy sandstone background. And it was just surrounded by these darker trees. So it just automatically just framed itself. And I just got out my 90 mil lens and shot it from my bed. And I said to one of the other guys, I said, look, this, this is interesting. They're like, oh, I've been looking at that tree all day and I, I, I didn't even think that was a shot, but that looks great. Okay, out they went and they started looking. And then we had all the Myrtle Beach um, down there. All the trees were all yellow, red, you know, really bright green. We had some incredible colours down there as well. So fantastic! It re- it really puts people. It's a bit of a shock to the system as a landscape photographer to start with. It puts them out of their comfort zone, but it's almost like their eye. It's like like the river. You know, the river sort of becomes white noise. Well, so does this landscape. The landscape all of a sudden becomes this huge playground of options to shoot, and it doesn't have to be a big one. It can be macro. It can be, you know, you can get away with a two hundred mil on this river and still get amazing, amazing things. Yeah, which, you know, always leads me back to the fact that the, the more you shoot, the better you get at it and it becomes second nature and it becomes you mm. learn you learn by doing and you learn yeah, by rote. Right. But but in this case, this is like turned up to 11 because that's yeah. all you're there for. So, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's not it's like yeah. it's not like you're being forced into it. I don't want to put it that way, but it's like you're no. immersed in it. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it sounds it sounds like a fantastic experience. Um, I, I'll jump ahead. You you. I'm assuming you're looking at doing more of these. Yeah, I, I'm hoping so. Um, I think it's going to be a one-off thing per year, unless we get lots of numbers. Uh, the Franklin River Rafting Company, who I go with, Elias and Franzi, who own the company, um, they they are busy. They're, they're like everyone else in COVID. They've they've been postponing, and now all of a sudden they've got this massive log jam of people wanting to do it. So definitely hoping to do it at least once a year. I know I'm doing it in 2023 with. Two of the guests who couldn't come on this one, uh, they're postponed to then. Um, last 2019, I think I did two trips down the river. So uh, it'll keep going uh, and it's definitely available. But I think the one thing, uh, I actually picked up some gear from Diane, who was one of our guests today and had a good talk to her. And she's got a little cu- couple of nips and bruises from the trip. And uh, I think one thing that might have shocked these guys is that definitely it's an adventure. Um and the photography is only a fraction of what this trip's all about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not just getting a comfy heated boat and just paddle along nicely and get out and take photos. You know, it's, it's an adventure. So uh, we had snow, we had hail, we had rain, we had flooded water. We had the coldest day in November since 1952. Uh, we had it all down this river. <laughs> um, and you, you do suffer for your art. So for mm-hmm. people that might say, hey, this is awesome. I want to go down this river. Um, 
be prepared to have a, a proper adventure. It's not, uh, you know, it's not heated blankets and fluffy pillows every night. It's camping in forests and, you know, living on the bare minimum of what you can take. Um, but the reward of that is that you'll get photos that, as Steve said, um, that only probably a handful of thousands of people have ever seen before. Yeah, absolutely. That that's that's the thing for me. That's the attraction of it for me is. You know, you can't drive to these locations. You know, no. and you two, can't walk to them. There's two ways to get there. One mm. would be by helicopter, and even then, you can't land the bloody thing. And the other way is by boat. So that, that's a great segue, isn't it, Brendan? Very. very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Cam, any any uh, any adventures on this adventure? Any uh, any any there stories was, there, that sort of stick out that you might want to share? There was a, there was a couple. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um, well, you, you have the I floor. Think... The floor is yours for five. Go for it. So I'm starting to think that I have some sort of weird association with the Westpac Helicopter Rescue Service, and I don't I don't know why, and I don't know what I've done to uh, receive this amazing uh, relationship with the, the amazing people from the rescue helicopter. But uh, we did have a guest have to be evacuated from the river. Um, they did their their back went completely went off. They did have a bit of an issue beforehand. Uh, it wasn't necessarily caused on the river. It just got in inflamed by the river um, so we had the Westpac helicopter rescue uh, chopper fly in uh, at about eight o'clock on the morning of when we needed to get this this, this person out uh, they do an amazing job uh, it was bucketing down rain it was fog it was crap and they got in they dropped the paramedic uh, from about a meter off the ground they were hovering over the river the river was just this big bowl ball of spray um, and they dropped the paramedic off. He came and checked the guest out, gave them some pretty gnarly drugs, and um, they walked him around, and then they put a big sort of winching sort of nappy on him. Really, it's like a nappy that's got hooks all over it. And they went they went and landed the helicopter. They called him back in. They did a winch from about 20 metres off the river, from the riverbank, and up they went, uh, and back to the Hobart Royal Hospital. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it was... Um, uh, this is not what I wanted on this trip because I've seen this. This is the, the third adventure I've done this year, and each one of them has had a rescue helicopter. Yeah, and I'm, goodness. I'm start. I'm starting to think I might just quit for a few months and just um, not go how, out there. How How is the patient? Are they okay? Uh, they They are good. Um, they had X-rays and they're okay. Uh, their back just practically seized up. They couldn't even get out. They couldn't get off the ground. They had to be assisted down to walk. Um, but they went back, they had x-rays, they're on a crutch, they're on crutches and moving around. Uh, hopefully they get well soon and if they're watching, they know who they are and um, we are all hoping that they get well real soon. Um, and absolutely, uh, again, having the, <laughs> having the experience of being involved with a few helicopter rescues, I've, I've never seen someone put in as good an effort to get from their back to a helicopter as this person did. It was... Um, yeah, it, it made me feel pretty insignificant about my sore knee a few years ago when I went in the helicopter. Um, this person was just super, superhuman to get where they had to get to. Yeah. Um, so, and that was with minimal drugs. And then, from what we understand, uh, when they got back to the Royal Hobart Hospital, they were pretty happy, pretty chirpy, and feeling a lot better after they had some of the the pethodox or whatever it is the the green the green whistle the good gear. Uh, the good gear. So yeah, that, that was uh, that was one of the dramas that happened on there, um, and that's like I said, I've done this river five times or so now, and that's the first time I've ever even seen the chopper down there. So that's not a regular on these trips for the guys that are interested in coming. 
Um, the second thing that happened is that uh, the boat I was in, the boat of photographers, we had a pretty big gnarly flip in a rapid. The rapid is called Thunder Rush, if that's any you know any indication of what it is. I'm sure um, all the rapids have got their own little nicknames. They all there. There's the churn. There's the cauldron. There's the sidewinder. <laughs> there's the log jam. There's there's everything. Well, uh, I don't know th- whether I'm on the Franklin River <laughs> or Dreamworld. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one felt like Dreamworld, but we had the three boats and we had to portage around the the major part of this Thunder Rush rapid. And this is what we do every trip, and they let you down the bottom, and it's just you know it's just a little hop, skip, and jump, and you're out. Well, we hop, we skipped, and we flipped, and wow. uh, the next minute we know where the boat is upside down. We're hanging on the side of the rope. There's a rope around, like a rescue rope around the side of the raft. Um, it was uh, it was an experience. Uh, we we all got out unscathed. Absolutely. Was um, this your first flip? Uh, this is the first flip I've ever had with this company. Yep. Um, the very the very first time I did the Franklin River with some friends twenty odd years ago. We had multiple flips, but in the middle of summer on relatively low water. Um, this was a different experience. This um, this took me, I, I was in the water for a while and I took a bit of water on board. Um, and I have to shout out to Johnny, who was the, who has our guide. Uh, Johnny is now my new best friend. I, I love Johnny. Johnny got me out of the water. Well, I got out of the water a few times on the boat and then we got pushed back off a, rap, a rock and back into the water. And, so what felt like about 24 hours in the water, underwater, under the boat, out of water, seeing everything going on, you know, the whole drama of being, it was like getting washed around in a, a, a washing machine. Uh, we got to the end, everyone was fine, everyone was safe, no injuries, no nothing. It was just a bit of a shock because we didn't expect to flip the boat and we didn't expect to be going down a couple of sets of rapids, not in the boat. Yeah. Uh, so, but all the gear was fine, we were fine. Um, I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm assuming by everyone else I might have, uh, suffered the worst. I might have got more water down my throat, and I was in the water a lot longer. And uh, Johnny was trying to get me on the help me flip the boat over, so he wanted me on the boat while the rest of them were sort of hanging on. And then the other boat picked up the people in the water, and, and I seemed to be in and out of the boat a fair bit. Um, so by the end of it, I was absolutely spent. Like I had nothing, um, and the adrenaline was pumping. Uh, and then <laughs> to top it off, we had to we had to climb up this bloody. This, we had to go around the next rapid, which was this rope climb sort of thing up a like a semi-half cliff. And then we had to climb up over this sort of big sort of foresty knoll. And I, actually, the, the, the climb over actually settled me down more. Like it made me focus on just climbing up a hill. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was uh, an experience. So I think I, I may or may not have popped my, my, my finger out on the rope. Uh, so that's a, bit, that's a bit bruised and a bit swollen and a bit sore. Um, but I tell you what, you know, you and I used to play indoor cricket together, as you as you yes, well know. Yes, we did. And there was one moment there where Johnny had to throw me a rope. Uh, they have like these little bum bag ropes, you know, like they're safety ropes. Yep. And I reckon I've taken the best slips catch I've taken since indoor cricket. Um, he threw it. <laughs> he, he he threw it, and I just grabbed. I, I just caught it. And I'm like, I've got it, and he just pulled me straight in. I'm like, right, I've got a rope. I'm on the boat. I'm good. But yeah, um, that that was that was the two major dramas of the trip is that we had uh, someone had to get helicoptered out. And we had a pretty major rapid with all four people in the water, which is never the ideal scenario for the guides. But you know, they um, they they treated it as if it was just another you know another speed hump. But yeah. we were all a bit. Ooh, we're like, okay, this is uh, full on. So. Yeah, that would be full on if you saw the guide in the water as well. It's like okay, you know, because that's that's the dude you look to, right? Who's like, yeah. well, he he we we flipped and then like I don't know, like it's. It's like trying to climb onto a bar of soap. Oh, I know. I could only so, imagine. 
um, Johnny was up there. He was up there. I reckon he, he surfed the second rapid on the top of the boat. So he was on there. Yeah. Um, he had he had no problems. But what he was doing is he was managing four people in the water. Yeah. Um, and he knew where he knew where the three of them were. But I was on the other side going into the next rapid. Um, so I th- and I think I, I'm not. I'm assuming that um, Steve on our, Steve on our raft's quite a big, tall guy. Big, you know, big, sturdy guy. I think he needed someone on that raft to help him with the weight, flip it over. But Steve might have been too big to get in there. So I became the person that had to get on that boat. So there was some colourful language between me and Johnny trying to get on that boat. Yep. Um, which is not unusual for me. I'm used to that. But um, but in the end, we both got on the boat. Uh, what they do is they clip a, a little, like a little rope on the on the underside of the boat, and then we all lean back and pull the boat over. Um, and then I, we just sat in the boat and then. I remember we were sitting there and everyone, everyone was like this whole shock. The whole group's just like, what the hell just happened? Why did everyone fall out? What's going on? And then Johnny's like, do you want some chocolate, Cam? I think you need some chocolate. And I went to eat this one block of chocolate. I reckon it took me 20 minutes to digest. One, yeah. I just could not swallow it. I could not do anything. I was just completely spent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, like, that's the first time that's happened to me. And I jinxed myself. I said at the start of the trip, I'm like, oh, I haven't even come out of one of these trips. Now so, I'm going to assume that's the footage that you sent me uh, the other day. Is, is no, that no, that, that okay. Was, this is no, different. This so, is different again. So so another well boat. before before you go on, Cam shared with me some footage last last couple of days since he got back of of, of another boat flipping over. Now, yeah. am I able to use that footage on this yes. podcast? Absolutely, absolutely, we okay. can. Okay, um, because I stay tuned to the end, folks, because I'm going to tack this bit of footage on right at the very end once we say goodbye. So uh, there's yeah, something to look idea. forward to. Yeah, well, with those guys watching that, um, this that was the, the rapid these guys were on is Newland. This is where the back, just behind the background, that looks all nice and peace and quiet there. No, it's yeah. not. It's yeah. a bit, it's a bit bumpy on the way down. Our boat um, before the at the top of these rapids. This is probably one of the best rapids of the whole trip because they're not super hard. But they're long, like it's 400 meters of white water. It's really, really cool, and you pull in the camp, like you're just there. Um, but at the top of the rapid, my boat, we were, for lack of a better word, a little bit gun shy about rapids after our little adventure oh, I could the previous day. And we'd just been at Rock Island Bend. We'd taken these beautiful photos of Rock Island Bend. We had the mint conditions for it: foggy rain, the perfect condition for Rock Island Bend. So we get to the top of these rapids, and Elias, who uh, was one of the the guides there and good friend. He's like, right, guys, to everyone, this this is a rapid. He goes, we can walk it, and we can like, we can run the boats through as the guides on our own. Like these guys get on just one each and go through the rapids and manage it. We have a boat of four people and we flipped it. So go yeah. figure. Yeah. Um, he gave us the option, and I didn't even have to ask my group. <laughs> They're like, we're walking. <laughs> the, the rest, of, the rest, the rest of the group, because there was other people on there as well. They're like, what do you reckon, Cam? I'm like, look, I've done these rapids and they are cool, but. I'm just not. I'm just not feeling confident. So we're going to walk the 400 meters down the bank, and they're all like, "All right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it." And Elias is like, "Well, if we all do it, you said you wanted to do it. If we flip, if we do this, you know the rules. This is what we do. This is the safety. This is the thing." So they went down first, and in that in that footage that you can see, they do get stuck on a rock, and that's when I thought, "Uh oh, they're in trouble." But what they got off the rock, but then you'll see what happens a little bit further down the river at the end. But they all got out okay. They were all fine. Um, they all swam to the side. There was another group on the river who was also at that camp. So we actually had three individual guides, not ours, other guides, on the on the river further with ropes to throw out and catch people if need be. So it was all safe. Like I said, they it sounds terrifying and it sounds super dangerous, and 
but the, these guys run um, one of the most fine-tuned tours I've ever I've ever heard of. They are on the ball safety. They do the safety briefings, and and you, and you understand the risk of going down a river, but it's almost like the safety is embedded into the trip. Like you don't feel like you're being babysat the whole way, but you know you're being babysat the whole way, which is a great sort of reassurance while you're there. So. Uh, an, an epic trip. It's the most wildest trip I've ever had on that river. Um, the weather was just crazy. Uh, the, the the rain was just relentless. The river level was just incredible. The rapids were just mind-blowingly good. Uh, and the photography, like for a misty sort of moist weather, the river couldn't have been any better. Like the, the photos we've all got out of them are just so moody and so Franklin River Tassie. Uh, it's not it's not bright blue sun sign and, and skies. It's just mood and and mother nature at her best. So uh, we we had a blast. Every, we made some amazingly good friends. Um, every, everyone it was one of the best gelling groups I've been on. Everyone just got on so well. And a shout out to anyone who's listening who's on the group. Um, we had a great time. There were some absolutely amazing laughs um, and a few tears along the way. That's very, very cool. I did want to touch on something because you mentioned um, mm. the, how your groups sort of gel. Do you mm. find um, there's any sort of competitiveness to, to get a photo or to, you know, I've captured this photo, you know, uh, mine's better than no. yours kind of stuff, nothing like that? No, not really. It's a little bit too tight for that. Like you, you, you can sort of, everyone goes for the classic shots of the river anyway and then you'll find people started, they sort of get into their own little groove you know, um, Di had a macro lens with her, so she was doing a lot of the macro. There was lots of little ferns and fungi and hue and pine leaves and all these really cool, intricate details that she was capturing. Um, Steve's more of a big landscape kind of guy and does a lot of nightscapes. Really, really, Steve Whitworth does some beautiful landscape um, and astro work. Uh, I think he struggled a bit at the start with not being able to just have a huge grand view. Um but then at the end, he, he was shooting everything. Like he, he must have gone through 25 batteries, I reckon. He was everything <laughs> he was into. And Michelle, uh, again, Michelle took some beautiful shots as well. Um, and I think she was the same. She sort of had to get into a groove. But at, at no point do you sort of feel like, um, oh, gee, that shot's, that's, that's really a nice shot. I, I, you know, please don't take that. That's my shot. Um, I think the fact that you're in each other's pockets for eight days uh, the camaraderie actually just pops yeah. up really quickly, and yeah, I would have thought a, it would there would become uh, a real desire to share rather than to to hide yeah. to hide shots or a anything like that. Absolutely, and and that's sort of where the whole idea of a photo tour comes through is because, like you know, these guys are all great photographers in their own, in their own right, but just having someone who's done the river before and just start and just point things out that they may not see, and I think that did help along the way. I think if I hadn't have been there pointing out and having a bit of a chat about things, they might have just sort of gone, well, there's nothing to shoot here tonight. I'll just put my camera away and relax when there's lots to shoot, um, lots of action shots and, um, you know, everything. It was uh, really good. So the, all the photographers got on really well. Uh, we all got some lovely shots. Um, but the iPhone, boy, oh, boy, did the iPhone get a use. So I had a, a little waterproof case that just slipped out my life jacket. Mm. And I, I took probably just as many shots of my iPhone as I did on my uh on my normal camera but do I, lots do of I video need, do i need to insert the comments that you made a few episodes ago now about the no, iPhone? You, yeah you, you can but what i'm going to say is i didn't <laughs> i used i used it more for video 
yes. than anything. They are. They're extraordinary uh, video um, they are. capability and recording in 4K and things like that. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was a mix. It was a mixed bag. Like the, the campsites were all the good cameras, and then along the along the, the river, we just used the iPhones and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was really cool, amazing trip. Uh, if anyone is keen to get some more information about it, please feel free to email me. I know a lot of people are a little bit hesitant, and I, pro- I probably haven't helped that tonight either. Um, but it really is. If if you're up for an adventure, you have a pretty good general fitness. You don't mind getting a bit wet and occasionally a bit cold. Um, there, there is one thing that happens on that trip, which I'll keep as a bit of a secret for those who have been on the on the track on the trip. Uh, there is a thing called the Groover. Uh, you may want to Google what the Groover is on a whitewater rafting trip, but if you can handle the Groover, um, then you you'll be fine. It's not a problem at all. Oh, I'm, I'm off uh, to Google the Groover. Uh, <laughs> now, um, the photos you got from this trip, have you already added some to your existing? gallery like your your website or are you looking to do that uh i have put up one on the front page of my uh website and i will add the rest of them to the franklin river um gallery very soon great i've actually printed out i've actually printed out two prints today some 10 by 15 inch prints uh they're getting framed up they're ready to go um i've sold one already which is great yeah and the other one the other one is ready for sale if anyone wants to get on social media you'll see which one i'm talking about uh, and then, yeah, the rest of them are just going to be online available for prints. Um, or if people just want to check out what kind of shots you can get. Um, it, it, like you see the shot behind, you can see like, this is an absolutely beautiful spot. Uh, you, like I said, you, you are, I was under five meters from my bed, practically out of my sleeping bag from there. Yeah. This, 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 this really, uh, really excites me. It, it looks like something to be right up my alley. So one day, Cam, one mm. day I'll get, I'll, it's on the yeah, bucket let, list. You, let me know, mate. Yeah. You that'd would be, love it. And, and. And I took I took twelve I took twelve cans of alcohol with me along the way. You can you can people people brought two liter uh, goon bags of port and wine. Uh, the difference between this and an overland track walk is the boat does all the heavy lifting for you on this trip. Absolutely. You know, if you get good if you get good water level, you can you can take a fridge down there if you want to. Yeah. Uh, where the overland track or the hiking trips I do, you've got to carry everything. So uh, it was super relaxed. The food. Um, I was just going to ask food, you about the food, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, the food is nuts. Um, these guys... You just get nuts. Up. Nuts, that's all. That's it. That's, that's, it. that's all you get. Right. Walnuts. The occasion, the, walnuts, the occasional sultanas and stuff. Put, but, put an old uh, almond in there. You might. Uh, the Franklin River Rafting Company, They, like I said, I'm going to plug them as much because they're, they're, they're the best of what they do. Um, they we, we ate like kings down this river. Um, the night that we have here, we had porterhouse steak um, <laughs> and, and roast potatoes or, or spuds and stuff. Uh, what else? We had a we had a taco night. We had a Asian cuisine night. We had uh, cake. We had caramel cream cakes. We uh, for breakfast you could have wheat bix or porridge or whatever. We had pastas. They they just cook like you wouldn't believe. Like the cooking almost outdoes the rafting. That's how good it is. So um, and yeah, they, they and they accommodate for anyone whether or not you're vegetarian, vegan. Whatever it might be, uh, we had a couple of vegetarians. They were looked after. Uh, lunches and stuff, you know, the normal lunches you might have a muesli bar and a wrap. Uh, they do what's called a bucket lunch, where they just put everything in this bucket, like this pot, and they mix it all up and crush in some corn chips and mix, excuse me, mix beans and all that kind of stuff. And then they just get the tacos out. And you're, you're sitting in a boat eating a taco. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, might they, not, they might do not a, share a boat with you then. Well, again, yeah. Uh, 
um, search Google search the Groover. Yeah, I've got I've got a feeling I know where this is going, but anyway, we'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. But, yeah, sounds yeah. sounds like you had an absolute blast. Um, we did. And, it was crazy, crazy good. The proof's in the pudding, folks. So um, once Cam's got some more photos to show, um, link in description, of course, to Cam's website address, which is Cameron. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, uh, Cam Blake Photography, I always forget my own website, uh, camblakephotography.com.au or Um I'll have all those photos in my gallery before this gets launched, so I'll, we'll put the link in there if you want to go check out the latest trip. Um, for for once, if, we're actually organised, we're recording on a Wednesday, so this will be up on the Friday night, so you've got two days, buddy. Yeah, oh good. And well, I'm actually heading off Friday for another workshop, so I'll have to get them done tomorrow. Um, <laughs> no but rest if anyone is None at all. Last one for the year, though, so I'm looking yep. forward to that. Um, but if anyone is keen, uh, looks like we'll probably go in November as a regular thing, uh, maybe earlier in the year as well. But if anyone's keen, like we can take up to three boats, so we can take up to 12 people. Uh, if you've got a group of mates that love adventure and photography, this is right up your alley. Um, if you think you're not worthy of doing it or not capable of doing it, hit me up. I can talk you through it, um, and, and we can sort of, you know, we can suss you out as to what we think whether or not you can do it or can't do it, but I've taken lots of different people down this river. The, the, the company does it just do such a great job and um, you'll go through a part of the world that is completely untouched and um, thank God it isn't. It's great. Yeah, awesome. It just just looks fantastic, as I say. Uh, yeah. It's well and truly fairly and squarely on my bucket list as well. Um, okay, that pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast. We are yeah. at around 45 minutes, Cam, so where did that time go? It was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was good hearing about your adventures down there. So this week you've got a workshop coming up on the weekend, is that right? Yeah, we're off to the Tarkine up in the northwest. Yes. Um, and this is the last one for my year that I'll have a bit of time off. And then uh, we'll get back into it in sort of February. Actually, yep. I've, got a, I've got a private tour in January, but uh, back into the workshops into February. Uh, so looking to, good forward to, to winding down for Christmas. And uh, it's been a big year. And uh, look forward to another big, big year. So yeah, that's what's happening. It's been a, and, it's been a big, crazy couple of years. So I think everyone's it, looking forward nuts. to. Uh, yeah. We keep we keep saying this, um, you know, a sense of normality and that sort of stuff. But it really is starting to feel that way. Um, yeah. Let's all touch wood, and hopefully we don't end up going yeah. the wrong way. But um, it's certainly Christmas this year certainly has a good feel about it. Um, looks like a lot yeah. of families are going to get to reconnect, which is brilliant. Uh, really yeah. excited about all that. Um, yep. and yeah, it's going to be a crazy four weeks coming up at Cameroon Photo, but that's fine. I'll, this will be my I, ninth I, Christmas I, that I've done. So I, I reckon you're going to be feeling like I was going down that rapid for the next <laughs> three weeks, maybe. You're yeah. going to have not much air, not yeah. much room to move, yeah. uh, feeling a bit uncomfortable, but yeah. getting getting rewarded at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly right, and uh, I love it. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, we, we have already been inundated with orders for canvas prints, people's own photos, not just my stuff, a bit of my stuff, which has been nice, but a lot yeah. of people bringing me in photos that they've done and are keen to get up on their walls as canvas prints or frame prints, so... That's awesome. really, really cool. Um, there will be a time that we'll, I'll have to call it quits on that so to get things done before Christmas, but I haven't quite set that date yet. But, do you, uh, do you, you, you do have a, you, you would have a cut-off day, wouldn't you? Like, Funny you should say that, Cam, because last year um, I had a cut-off date of the 18th of December, so it's a week out, um, yeah. and I found myself taking orders on the 23rd. <laughs> so you can't say no. Well, you can't. I mean, and, and you know, you get, you get some people come in and they're just like, 
I know this is really asking a lot, but this would mean a lot if you could. And and it's Christmas. You just you know you take it on. Yeah. You take it on. You what, what is it? Bite off yeah. more than you can chew and chew like crazy. So that's yeah. pretty much what <laughs> what or, we do. Or here's here's one: fall out of a boat and swim like crazy. <laughs> well, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, as I say, looking for that. Now, as far as the mm. podcast is concerned, the Down South Photo Show will continue. We will. Uh, well, I hopefully will be able to continue to deliver a weekly show for you. Um, yeah. It's all going to depend on, on, on workloads and things like that. So yeah. I'm sure everyone will be very understanding if they're not as uh, regular yeah. as they could be through December. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the next show could be a live show. Uh, I would, I would love to do a live show, and we have had quite a few people ask about live shows yeah. and things like that. So we shall talk about that and see. But other than that, Cam, have you got anything else to add tonight? No, no. Again, I just want to thank Ash for filling in for the week. Uh, legend, uh, and more than, he's more than welcome to come back anytime. Uh, and, stop pumping and, his tires up. He's had enough shout-outs already. He's, he's, all right, okay, yeah. yeah piss piss off, Ash. You're not, you're not welcome back, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my show. No, um, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm like I said, I'm really happy to be back with family and friends and uh, we had a great trip um i'm wrapped to hear that you're busy and, and doing stuff at, at the shops which is great yeah uh, like you said it does feel like things are getting back to a bit of normality which is good um and yeah i'm just looking forward to winding down for christmas hopefully if i can get up to melbourne catch up with a beer with you or something yes uh, be great um but yeah again just thanks to all the people listen and thanks to all the subscribers and Thanks for making this show really cool. We're, we're still enjoying it. We're up to 23. We're almost a quarter of a century old in episodes. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm all good, mate. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Excellent. All right. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will see you next week Thank for you. episode 24 of the Down South Photo Show. See you, guys. Cheerio. Bye. Cheerio. <laughs> I'm going to chuck a new one every time.